Hi, welcome to NDE TV. I'm Peggy Robinson. Today's guest is Krista Marie. And do I understand it correctly? You had two near-death experiences like me. Yes. <laughs> and what um, ages were you and yours? Mine was so different apart, so. Oh gosh, let's see. I was 28 in the first one. And the second one, I was 51. Were they, were they different? Yeah, they were dramatically different. Yeah, mine was too. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to start? Well, um, I could start with the first one okay. that I experienced. Um, it was eight weeks into nursing school and we were getting ready to take a break. And the instructor had decided that we were going to test out of labs, you know, like labs and things so that when we came back from break, we would be starting clinicals. And I wasn't prepared for that. So I thought, oh gosh, my daughter was in second grade at the time. And I thought, okay, I have to go get her. And how am I going to do this? Make it back in time. And I asked the instructor, you know, how much time do I have? Cause I, I've got to get my daughter from school and then get back here. It's going to take some time. And she said, well, you know, if you're not back in time, then I guess you don't start clinicals. And I just went into this panic, like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm just going to drive there as fast as I can. That will cut down half the time. And, um, so I get in my car and I am really, it's, I'm just in a state of panic and anxiety. And I look at the speedometer and I see 99, I'm driving 99 miles an hour. And I thought, Oh, I need to slow down, just breathe. So I started to break gently, but then I hit a pothole and my car went into oncoming traffic and a Mack truck was coming and the speed limit on this road, it was like 55 miles an hour. So that truck was really, you know, it, it was just, there's speed there. And, but right then I, everything went into slow motion. So I started thinking about, okay, if I can just make it to the ditch in time, I'll be able to just drive my car out of the ditch and get my daughter and make it back to school. And, um, and then I heard this really beautiful voice say to me, you're going to be okay. And I just, I just said, okay. I just went into this place of trust. And I gripped the steering wheel, you know, like bracing for the impact. And then right then I was just enveloped in love. It was just, I felt like I was being put to sleep. You know, I was just really getting relaxed and I just went to, that's what it felt like. I was just falling asleep. But then I was in this room that was pink and everything felt so loving. I was just being embraced and I felt very, very safe. And I, I don't know how long I was in that space for, um, but I mean, I, I, I was comfortable being there forever because it just felt really, really wonderful. Did you see yourself at all in this or 
Um, I just remember being in this space of this pink light and just feeling all this love. I mean, but you didn't like look down and see is like, do I have a body or any of that? No. Think about it. No, there was nothing like that happening um, during this one. And, um, and then I woke up and there was a paramedic that had heard the accident. He was, he had his day off, but he was down the road a little ways and he helped me out of the car and he started the normal, you know, assessment, like what year is it? Who's the president? What is your name? Do you know where you live? All of that. And I didn't know anything. I mean, it was just gone. All I knew was that I had a daughter and I was going to be a nurse. So I just kept repeating that over and over. And so in um, pain, I mean, did you have injuries? Well, I didn't have any physical injuries. Um, my car looked like it had been hit by a wrecking ball. I mean, it was just completely demolished. Um, and he started to do a physical assessment on, you know, he touched my hair. He was going to look for bleeding, you know, just see if there was any trauma there. And as soon as he just touched my hair, the pain was just excruciating. It was just, I, it was unbelievable. And he called for an ambulance and I, when I got to the hospital, they cut my clothes off, you know, checking for other injuries. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any scratches or cuts or anything. And they just said, you know, you have a concussion, you have a traumatic brain injury. And, um, so back in the day in 1998, you know, I, I don't think I had a cell phone. I think I, you know, it was like pagers and things like that. And, you know, there's the telephone booths that we would use. So, um, but in my notebooks, I wrote down people's names and their phone numbers. And that's how, um, the, the people in the hospital were able to get in touch with people and the paramedic, you know, they looked at my driver's license and they, so they said, okay, she lives here. She says she has a daughter. So, you know, I was from a small town and they were able to locate the school and then the school contacted a lady, a neighbor lady. And so everything worked out really well for my daughter. And, um, so they just send me home. Um, apparently I had a boyfriend. I didn't even remember him. So they were able to get a hold of him. He took me home and, um, I just wasn't aware of anything that was going on. But during this time, you know, I'm, it just opened the floodgates to having access to this, to other knowledge. And so after this week's break, um, I went back to nursing school um, and I couldn't write. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering. So when your, your head hurt, I mean, there was no injury. I mean, they released you, released you right away. Like you weren't injured. So you don't know why that hurt so much when he touched your hair. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't even aware. Like I, I didn't know that I was even in an accident. I had no recollection of anything. So I was just, you know, it's just this feeling of 
walking aimlessly. And, um, I mean, I would open the garage door and I would see that my car was gone and I would tell my daughter, where's our car? Someone stole our car. And she just said, mom, you were in an accident. The car's not stolen. And as little as she was, um, she just jumped right into action. She got photo albums out and she was trying to help me recall some memories. And I didn't have any recollection at all. Do you think you were in shock or? Um, no, it was just from the memory loss. You know, just losing the from short concussion. Yeah. And the long-term memory. And, um, but it was so, I mean, the only two things that I knew was that I was going to be a nurse and that I had a daughter. That was it. So somehow I made it back to nursing school after that break. Um, the person I was with at the time, he had let me borrow a car until I got another one. And um, but even when I would drive, I would get lost. I would have no idea where I was going. And someone would show up on the side of the road and just kind of help me get to where I needed to be. It was, it was really amazing. <laughs> they were just, you know, strangers. And I'm like, I'm going to be a nurse. And I'm, I'm, that's all I knew. And they're like, oh, well, they just would assume like, okay, well, I'm on my way. What they knew, they knew where the college was. So I would just follow them. <laughs> so this was just happening on an ongoing basis. So I get to class and the first day we have an exam. And I do not know what any of the words mean. So I go up to the instructor in the middle of the test. And I'm like, what does this word mean? It was the word elimination. That's the one I remember being really stuck. I'm like, what is this? What does this mean? And she specialized in mental health. So this is really awesome. Like <laughs> that she's in that field. So she recognized right away, like something isn't, something's a little off here. So she met with me after class. And um, one of my classmates was with me and said she was in a car accident. So the instructor said, well, maybe you should take a break. And I just said, well, I'm going to be a nurse. And I couldn't even comprehend what they were saying. And when they would say something, I would forget it immediately. So I was really just living moment by moment. And um, the instructor took me to the office where they were able to test for accommodations and I couldn't write and listen anymore. Um, everything was just turned around, you know, dyslexia. And, um, she would ask me a question and I would forget it like a second later. And visually I could remember that a little bit longer, but within seconds that was gone too. And she said, well, maybe you should just take a break. And I just looked at her and I said, but I'm going to be a nurse. <laughs> And then I was just forgetting what she was saying to me. So I was just so adamant. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a nurse. Like whatever else is going on, it didn't really matter. So I was able to record the classes and, um, which is really, you know, I couldn't remember what I was listening to anyway, but, um, 
and then getting notes from people to read. I mean, I would just read a sentence and I would forget that I read it. So I would just keep reading the same sentence. I mean, I never got past the first paragraph or the first sentence. That was me all through school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's really challenging. Well, when I, um, but then I started having dreams about the tests and the answers. And I would tell um, my friends, we were in a study group together and I'm like, well, this is, I had this dream and these are the answers and these are the questions. And, and then I even saw the scores that people were going to be getting. And they just were like, Krista, that's, that's just a little out there. But then when they saw that it, it happened exactly that way, you know, things kind of shifted a little bit, but that's how I made it through nursing school. I, information was just being downloaded to me. And then I was able to see inside people's bodies and know what was wrong. Um, like there were during clinicals, you know, the doctors would um, ask us questions that wasn't even in our textbooks. You know, it was just really just, you know, to challenge us and so that we could think. And um, he asked a question and I just blurted out the answer. I didn't have a filter either. I mean, whatever came in, it just like came right back out. <laughs> I, I, just, I understand that. <laughs> yes. I would just blurt it out. And then everybody would look at me like, how do you know that? I'm like, know what? Because then I would forget what, what even happened a moment before. <laughs> So it definitely came with its challenges, but there were lots of blessings, but, um, that's how I made it through nursing school. The information was just, so you graduated. I did. And I passed <laughs> all of my classes without any memory. I didn't have a long-term or short-term memory. It all came from source. And then I was also presented with this book. It was like, um, in a, another dimension. And I could see the pages being, I would just go through the pages and flip them to the, to the information. And then I could see the answers that way. I mean, it's really, it was just incredible. Um, and then just this knowing that was coming in from all of that. And, um, and then two years after the accident, my mom took me to a healing service and, um, there was this priest who traveled all over the world doing these healings and healing masses. And she asked me to go and I went and as I'm sitting there, I'm like, I, what am I doing here? I don't even, cause I didn't even remember what we were doing, um, but I started feeling this energy swirling in my brain. And then my face started tingling. And then three days later, my short-term memory came back. I started remembering what people said and I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. But I didn't have my long-term memory. Um, that didn't come back for like 11 years. And, um, but it was amazing. Like it was awesome. Not having a long-term memory because you are free of everything. You know, you, you don't have any grudges. You're never mad at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, you just, it's all gone. It's so freeing. So it was really, really a tremendous gift. And when my long-term memory came back, I had a hip injury. Um, it was pretty severe. And I just had this knowing like somebody invented something that will heal my hips without surgery. So I held on until I found that connection. And while I was getting my hips treated, they healed in four days. Um, but on the third day, my long-term memory came back and that was really intense because with all the good memories, everything else comes back too. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened and that happened and da 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 And I was, I just was so angry. I just felt angry and I, but I also wanted to get back to that place because I had a reference now as to what it can feel like being free of all of that. And that's really when the healing journey started healing from trauma and, you know, emotional trauma, just letting it all go. Um, but even when my long-term memory came back, the gifts were still there, you know, just getting the downloads of information and, um, and just seeing things through a different lens and even just hearing thoughts, like what people were thinking and having premonitions, you know, of what might happen and I still didn't have a filter. So whatever came in, you know, I just, I would just share it and not worry about judgment or what anybody else thought. Um, in your nursing school, had you ever heard of anybody that's had such a reaction from a concussion? I mean, you know, people get concussions all the time. So, yeah, actually, yes. When I was in the clinical for, um, neuro, the neuro clinical, there was a patient there that had a brain injury and he had lost his memory. And I, I was connected with that person and, um, thought, okay, well, I was able to see what they were doing for him to try to help rebuild his memory. Um, but I mean, I didn't apply any of it to myself because I would forget like instantly what was going on, but I was given everything I needed at that moment, you know, to care for people. So nobody was ever in harm's way. <laughs> they were actually in really good care, actually even better care because I would know like ahead of time, like something's going on in there. I need to go in there. And then, you know, I was just being divinely guided the entire time. And I just had this other knowing that was there, but, um, yes, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have a concussion, but then not have that extra support coming in. It, I, I can't even imagine, you know, I, I did experience some of it. Cause like I would rent the same movie over and over and over. And I would, I would, 
you know, if I was going to fill up my car with gas, I couldn't figure out how to put the, get the car on the right side of the gas pumps. You know, it just came with those challenges, but whatever I really needed, you know, it, everything just ended up flowing. So things would fall into place and I was just always okay. And then um, after like fast forwarding, you know, I did a lot of emotional work, just healing everything. Cause I really wanted to be back to that place of being free and um, just living in the moment instead of like, oh my gosh, I remember this happened. Oh, you know, I need to heal that. So I um, ended up moving to Arizona and I had a neck injury and experienced another miracle. Um, it was really incredible. Um, I had three herniated discs in my neck and compression on my brainstem and spinal cord. And I just thought, oh, this is not my destiny. I mean, what was that from? I went to physical therapy to learn some joint stabilizing exercises. And during the assessment, um, she was pressing on something in my neck and the ligament just gave way. And I mean, it was instant. It, it was terrible. I was taken to the hospital. I, my blood pressure dropped. I couldn't sit up. I, it was just unreal. What was going on in us just from an assessment and, um, wow, that was really challenging, but I just knew like, this is not my destiny to be in a wheelchair or if I'm walking to have to have someone with me, um, that it was affecting my speech, um, my walking, you know, sometimes I would, it would be like, as if I thought I was stepping over something, but there was nothing there. I mean, it was just all of that compression of the nerves, the messages just weren't flowing correctly. I wonder if something could have happened in your car wreck that went undiagnosed that, you know, made that compression. So extreme, just curious. Well, I later, I actually found out that there is a condition it's called Ehlers-Danlos and it's where your tendons and ligaments are hypermobile. So you're more flexible and you're more prone to injuries. So sprains, um, even tears, um, of the ligaments and cartilage. That's what I, that's what happened with my hips. I was exercising doing kettlebells and I tore the cartilage in my hips and I know it was just awful. And I just thought, my gosh, you get to a point and you're like, enough is enough. <laughs> you know, good grief. Oh, wow. So when I found that out, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to learn joint stabilizing exercises. This makes sense. Like why, you know, if I'm lifting something, you know, like why my wrists will be sprained so easily. And, and then I found out that it actually correlates it's genetic and it also can correlate with heavy metal toxicity and, um, it affects everybody differently. So I thought, okay, 
joint stabilizing exercises. That's going to be really supportive for me. But instead, I ended up with a really traumatic neck injury. Oh my gosh. And I just trusted. I trusted that I would heal. And um, I had sent money into an orphanage and I received some cards that had prayers on them. And one of the cards had some oil on it, like a holy oil. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to touch my neck with this oil. And I said the prayer, the packet was dry. And I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm touching my neck anyway. And I swiped the back of my neck and I heard it was your faith that healed you. And that ligament instantly was tightened. And I just knew like, wow, this is amazing. And then the herniated discs just popped back into place. And, um, so I came to Arizona cause my family lives in Tucson and I just needed some more support, you know, to get stronger and to just build that strength back up in my neck. And when I moved to Arizona, things just started happening. Um, when I would cook, my food would turn into the shape of a heart and, um, it was just really amazing. Like if I would think of something, it would just happen. Or I would just ask like, um, gosh, I wonder what supplements I should take. And then if they were in a container, the container would fall over. And then a few of them would just roll out like, Oh, I thought, okay, that's what I'm supposed to take today. You know? So I was just kind of going with the flow of everything. And, um, then I heard move to Scottsdale. So I did. And I never question it. You know, I just do it. You know, you hear something and then you just go with it. And it was really, it, it was so overwhelming because I'm in this giant place coming from a smaller town in Iowa. And I thought, what am I doing here? Um, but I just felt like, you know what? I was told to come here. So I'm here and let's just see what happens. And, um, so I was getting my, I was looking for a location for my business and cause I bought the machines that I found that healed my hips. So I started treating people with those, um, years ago and I thought, okay, I'm going to find a location, just get my business up and going. But, oh, also when I was in Tucson, Every time I worked on someone, cause I thought I'm, I'm just going to start helping people. And every time I worked on someone, my neck got stronger and stronger. So, um, kind of backtracked a little bit, but, um, so I come up to Scottsdale and, um, more things started happening like mediumship kicked in and it was just kind of all of a sudden I was doing a treatment on someone and with the acuscope and myopulse. And, um, I just said, your mom is here and she has a message for you. I mean, it was like, you know, you just kind of go with it. And I said, is that okay? And I shared with her, I said, this is the first time this has ever happened. Um, 
so, but I, I really need to share this message with you. So all of that started flowing in and then, um, just like manifesting things very quickly. Um, like just thinking like I was walking to my car, but I had to go through a gate to get there. And, um, I just thought, I just thought, okay, I'm going to get to the gate. I'm going to do this and that. And then the gate would just open on its own. And I thought, okay, well, that was, that was easy. Things were just really flowing. And so every, then we jump ahead to 2020 and things started changing, like just with the energy, I felt them changing like in January, February in 2020, and my business had slowed down. So I took a position with the state of Arizona as a um, investigator for abuse cases for people that have disabilities and like um, adult protection. Yeah. And my, the job I had was in office. Um, so the nurses in the field, they would do their assessment and then they would present the case information to me. And I thought, well, I'm super sensitive and very protective of people. And I thought, you know, there's so many times when these things happen and they just get pushed under the rug. I'm like, that will absolutely never happen with me. You know, everyone, I just, I'm really protective. And, um, I started to not feel well while I was there. And I thought maybe it's just because this is a different environment. You know, I'm not used to it, but, um, there were people in the building that had COVID and, um, there was also mold in the building. And, um, I was there for like a month and I was just so sick beyond anything I'd ever experienced before. And, um, when I left, I went to see a doctor and I had some IV therapy and I went into a hyperbaric oxygen chamber and I felt better and I thought, okay, this is good. I'm going to be okay. Well, when I got home, I couldn't get out of bed for months and I called my daughter and I said, can you send angels to me? You know, I told her what was going on. And, and that night I knew, like, I started to feel my blood pressure dropping. My pulse was getting really thready and I just knew that I was dying. And I, right as I was fading, I just, I was thinking to myself, divine team of medical angels. And I don't even think that I got the whole thing out. You know, I just medical angels and all of a sudden my soul rose above my body and everything was white. There were, there was a team of angels. They, it was like, they just opened up my soul. They were pulling things out, putting things back in and, um, just, fixing me, restoring me. And then I was face to face with God. And we were talking about, he said, God said, it is a mess down there. 
And I said, I know, I know, I can't leave yet. And plus my daughter was getting married. I wanted to go to her wedding. Um, but just knowing like everything that was going on down here on earth, I just knew that I couldn't leave yet, but there was a gate that was open. One side was open. It was like cracked open. Like I could go if I wanted to, I had that option. Um, I just knew I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to come back here. And, um, and I looked down at my body laying on the bed and, you know, like with no attachment at all, it was just like, okay, I'm going back there. And I just began floating through this. It's like, you're floating through the sky and it's just very peaceful. And it's like this place of nothingness really. And I woke up back in my body and I knew that I had been healed of the virus, but I still had the mold to heal from. And wow, do I wish I would have asked for healing for that because that has, that was very tumultuous healing from mold. Um, but I also, what happened maybe a couple months later, um, I was in my car coming home from a doctor's office and, um, I started, I was praying, but then this other language just flowed through me and I couldn't stop speaking it. And I just asked like, what is this that I'm speaking? And they said, it's the language of the light of the divine. And so when I speak it, people were healing and, um, I just thought, wow, this is really amazing. I mean, if I came back here, certainly God is going to bless us on this journey that we have here on earth. And, um, and then I was shown how to, um, heal people remotely, you know, anywhere in the world, um, these energies just come in and I'm just being guided through the whole process. You mean that's something you do online, like heal people remotely? Yeah, I, I don't do it face to face with them because I there's that remote viewing. And it seems like when I see them in person, it that brings in another energy. So the healing is really effective. It's just over the phone you know, they call me, we're on the phone and then I can see them. And then I, I'm able to connect with their energies and then I help them release everything that's no longer serving them. And when we clear the emotional components, cause there's always an emotional component with every illness. And, um, when that's released and healed, the physical body will heal. And I receive messages from the divine as to what to share with them to clear everything to heal it and um and then during this whole time energy healing energies are coming in supporting them and um once everything is clear what i saw during um one of the first healings that i did i saw my hands going into another dimension 
and, um, and the person was instantly healed. So that's what I, that's what I support people with, with the gifts that I, that have been. So you no longer do nursing? I don't, I, I haven't worked in the nursing field or in the medical field industry since 2005. I started my own business in 2005. Um, I graduated in 2000 and then started my own business and then kind of just grew it from there. And now, now do you still do that or do you still do the adult protection or both? No, I don't. All I do, I just help people heal. Okay. You on this, uh, on the phone online. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my calling. That's what I was sent back here to do. So Yes. Okay. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, do you have a website or? I do. Um, the easiest way that they can get there is just by typing kristamarie.com. And um, there's a calendar on there where they can schedule an appointment. Um, but it's so amazing how all of these gifts are there for everyone. And what I was shown by that car accident was that when you let go of all of the emotional trauma and you are just living in the now and you're living from your heart, because I definitely wasn't in my head. I, the only other place for me to be was just living from my heart moment by moment and just being very present. Um, those gifts unlock for everybody. So I support people in getting themselves to that place so that they're free of the guilt, the judgment, you know, the anger, all of that. What kind of things have you healed people from? Well, there was someone that had dementia. Um, she was healed from dementia. There's a woman that she also had um, her leg, the bone was, um, kind of deformed a little bit, her bone straightened. She could walk without pain, um, drug addictions, um, any type of addiction. Um, let's see any, um, like there was a woman that, um, she was older, probably, you know, in her eighties and, um, she was having some issues, you know, bleeding and she, you just wouldn't even have that when you're 80 and, um, within just 30 minutes, she was completely healed. Um, I helped them clear past lives. Everything just comes in and, and I'm just shown like, oh, this person is experiencing this because it's from a past life. So then I'm just guided as to how to clear that. Um, you know, they can heal from depression, spiritual warfare. Um, oh, what is that? Helpful. What is spiritual warfare? So spiritual warfare is, um, it's this other energy that's there. Um, and I, a long time ago, when I first saw it, 
um, it's this energy that wants to keep us from being the light that we are. It really tries to derail us and it actually can manipulate people's thoughts and their actions, manipulates their energies. Um, and a lot of times that's where, like if someone has depression, um, they may have experienced something traumatic and it opens up the doorway for that to come in. And um, I experienced depression as a child. Um, there were some pretty traumatic things that occurred and it opened the doorway. And um, thankfully I was healed of that. That was another miracle that I experienced. Um, I just knew that I would be healed. And um, I found someone that would pray over people and he prayed over me and he gave me this little baby Jesus to hold in my hand. And I held it over my heart. And as he prayed, I saw the cross above me and I felt a drop of blood go into the top of my head. And I saw all these shackles break away and I was instantly freed, completely freed, like gone, never came back. Um, but that spiritual warfare is, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it tortures people. Um, just recently, maybe three months ago, um, cause I'm just still like learning too. I'm, you know, I'm just experiencing things and I'm learning from them. I woke up in the middle of the night feeling this energy and, um, there was something there that was trying to put an implant in my brain. And I just, I just said, stop. I rebuke you. I fill this room with the gold Christ light. You know, I did all these other things and, and then it was gone. But I thought, wow, that is how I thought, wow. I wonder if this is how these other energies are getting access to people while they're sleeping because we're, we're most vulnerable when we are sleeping. So, um, now what I do is I sleep in a pyramid. I just have this energetic pyramid. I fill it with the gold Christ light and nothing like that has ever happened. And this spiritual warfare, this other realm of energies, that is their mission is to try to keep us from being the love and light and truth of who we are. But if we're aware of it, we can, we can rebuke it. We can stop it and we can stay centered in ourselves and, you know, really stay in that power that we all have within us. Now, what do you call yourself? A faith healer, energy healer? I mean, there's so many titles out there nowadays, it seems. I I would say energy healer. Yeah, because okay. everything is energy. Okay. I mean, like, do you advertise yourself? You know, so people know about you or is it word of mouth or just if they end up on your website? Or? Um, it's usually, well, I do have the website, but um, word of mouth, um, you know, I just ask, I just say, send me someone I can help. 
and and then my phone rings. They find me somehow. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was very interesting hearing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. You're welcome. Happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye. -bye. Bye.